0: Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This message is from our Pictures of Christ Sermon Series, which walks through the Old Testament and looks at the similarities and differences between Christ and many of the most important people in the Old Testament. We hope that this message will be a blessing to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. If you're there in Genesis chapter 6... If you're not there, then get there, because we're going to read in just, just a second. <clears throat> Genesis chapter number 6. <clears throat> and we're only going to read a few verses. Um, we're going to kind of, throughout the, the entire lesson tonight, cover really the entire story. Uh, <clears throat> but for the, the sake of time, we're not going to read... Uh, chapter 6 through 9 tonight of Noah and the Ark. Um, we're just going to begin reading in verse 5. If you're there, uh, for, uh, if you're willing and able, would you stand with me as we just read uh, God's Word here? Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 uh, through 8 is what I'm going to read. Genesis chapter 6, <clears throat> verse 5 through verse 8. <clears throat> the Bible says, And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me. That I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let's go ahead and go to our God in a word of prayer before we get into the message tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for this day that you've given to us. Again, Lord, to be in your house and to be able to hear from you and to sing praises to you. And Lord, we thank you for the truth of the songs we've sung tonight. Lord, for your sacrifice and for your love for us. And God, just uh, the fact that you did that for each and every one of us. And uh, Lord, if we were the only person, here on earth, you still would have done it out of your love for us, and we just want to thank you for that. And Lord, we pray that uh, with that tonight, we would just remember that you, you want to speak to us through your word as well. We pray that you'd do that in this time. Lord, help us to just uh, uh, pay attention, and Lord, really get uh, something out of the message, exactly what you would have for us to have tonight. We pray it all in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I have enjoyed this series. Of this, uh, course, I'm as Pastor mentioned, I'm normally downstairs uh, with, <clears throat> with the kids, so I kind of have to go back and listen to every message afterward uh, if I want to uh, keep up on Thursday night messages. But I just love series like this, especially this series, uh, in the fact that we're studying the types of Christ Uh, Because from the very beginning of the book, uh, this book that we have, the Bible, to the very end, uh, Jesus is revealed to us. I just love it. It's just the fact that from the very beginning to the very end, uh, that's why we say this entire book is about Jesus. It all points to Jesus. Uh, God in his divine foreknowledge and in his omniscience and in his sovereignty of his plan, uh, he had it recorded in pages of history of people and things that revealed the coming Messiah. And... uh, we have the privilege and the opportunity to look in hindsight and look back at it and to see all of this typology. Uh, of course, in that time, they wouldn't have looked forward and said, Oh, you know, Noah, you remind me of the coming Messiah. They wouldn't have known. But we have the privilege of looking back and seeing God was revealing characteristics and, uh, and, and I, really the identity of who the Messiah would be and, and what he would be like through different people uh, on this earth and through different things here on this earth. I just think that's so amazing that we have in scripture a complete revelation of the Savior of the world. And, uh, and tonight's message, it's no different. We're going to see in the life of Noah and, uh, and through the ark that God had Noah build, we're going to see types of Jesus. And uh, for many tonight, Noah is, is a familiar story. Uh, you know, many of you might have even grown up. Singing kids' songs about it. I, I was, as I was studying, I was thinking of the "Who Built the Ark?" Noah, Noah. Who built the Ark? Brother Noah built the Ark. You know, and uh, then another one uh, that goes, "The Lord told Noah to build him an arky. arky. Lord told Noah to build him an arky, arky. Build it out of, go for barky, barky." <laughs> and goes, <in. laughs> "Children of the Lord." Okay. <clears throat> if you didn't, if you didn't grow up to, uh, learning those songs, don't worry, you didn't miss out on much. But if you did. You're welcome. They're stuck in your head now, so you get to listen to those songs for the next week in your head. But, uh, but I was just thinking, you know, this is a familiar, the familiar story. We hear it often, uh, if you, especially if you've grown up in church. And so, uh, with that, we're not going to necessarily dive into every detail of Noah's story because of it being familiar. Uh, but. Uh, and, and if you want to, if you want to recap really just this amazing story that transpired, uh, then I, I encourage you to read it for yourself. Genesis 6, really through most of chapter 9 is the entire story. Uh, but let's take some time tonight, and we're going to see the parallels uh, of Noah to Jesus and, uh, and from the ark to Jesus, because both are <clears throat> types of Christ. And, uh, and we'll go through, really, uh, the, some of the typology there, and then after we do that and uh, kind of hit on the story, then we're going to uh, bring it to us. How can we apply this? What do we find in this story? So the first one, uh, really a typology of Noah, is Noah, in a sense, was the Savior of the world, uh, in the sense uh, that through him and by his means and righteousness— uh, that, that there was a seed preserved of man to continue going on. And the inhabitants of the earth uh, go all the way back to Noah, you know. And, uh, and so really he was the savior of the world in that sense, just as Jesus is the savior of the world. And, of course, we know Jesus to be the savior of the world because through him and his righteousness uh, were preserved from the judgment of hell. And... Uh, And we see also Noah, he was a preacher of righteousness. Uh, Jesus, uh, and Jesus was a preacher of righteousness. We see in 2 Peter uh, chapter 2, and I have a couple of these verses here. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 says, And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Uh, you know, Noah's ministry, his preaching, it was despised by the ungodly, so, and so was the preaching and ministry of Jesus Christ. Uh, we see him on this earth, uh, the unbelieving Jews and the Pharisees, they were uh, very, very against the message that Jesus was preaching of repentance and of turning to him, and, uh, and we, no doubt Noah would have seen uh, the ungodly uh, persecution t- uh, toward him as he was preaching uh, to get right and to come to uh, the ark for salvation. Uh, But those who refused and rebelled against Noah and his preaching were destroyed by water. And those that refused and rebelled against Christ uh, will be destroyed uh, by fire. But we also see Noah, he had something to build. So as Jesus had... Uh, something to build. Noah built an ark. Christ builds his church. In uh, Genesis chapter 6, verse 14 through 16, we see God telling Noah exactly how to build the ark. If you, you're still there in chapter 6, starting verse 14, it says, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of, the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. So we see, of course, if you were to look, we're not going to take the time to look at all of those, I uh, those, uh, can't think of the word now, but... The measurements, yeah, the measurements of the ark. But if you were to go and look, uh, that this thing was huge. It it was just massive, um, on on a huge scale. I mean, it had to hold two of every creature uh, of every kind, and of course uh, Noah and his entire family. And and so just thinking of what it had to hold, it's it's massive. But think about what we just read: three stories high. Um, you know, the, it would would have been several. Uh, if you go and look online, it says several football field links uh, along, different things like that. It would have taken up a good uh, chunk of, of Noah's backyard, so to say. It would have uh, been, been quite uh, what, what his wife m- must have thought was an eyesore uh, in the backyard in the, or maybe in the front yard. But uh, it was a massive ordeal that uh, he was going to have to build. And we see, of course, Jesus had something big that he was building as well. The typology, the, the parallel there would be that Jesus is building his church. And we see that in Matthew chapter 16 when he says, I will build my church. <clears throat> but we don't only see that they both had something to build, but that they both built it according to and uh, exactly as God had told them to. Uh, if you look at the end of chapter 6 in Genesis, it says these words, thus did Noah... According to all that God commanded him, so did he. The way I read that word all, whenever I see it in scripture, is it just, I interpret it the way the old preachers used to always say, all means all. And so when I see that word all, I I have it almost to this picture in my mind that Noah uh, was down to the very inch. Of, of cubits. You know, we say inch, for him it would have been down to the very cubit of, uh, of measurements. He, he just obeyed exactly what God wanted for him to do with this ark and with the preaching and everything that he's been commanded, just right into it, exactly how he would. And Jesus said in John 14 that he did the same, that uh, the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. He did it exactly how God told him to, to build his church. Jesus has done that. Another parallel we see is that Noah sends out a dove. Jesus sends out the Holy Spirit. Uh, isn't it interesting in this parallel that we see that the Holy Spirit at one point came in the likeness of a dove? I think that that's interesting. In Matthew uh, three sixteen, when Jesus <clears throat> was baptized, it says, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And just as the dove sent by Noah returned with an olive branch to bring assurance to Noah that the water was gone, so too the Holy Spirit sent by Jesus brings assurance to the heart of those that believe on Christ that the wrath of God is appeased. Uh, just, as, just as the dove was saying, hey, the, the judgment is over, the water's gone, so the Holy Spirit says to our hearts, hey, judgment is over, it's done. And, uh, and I, we see that in Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. It says, the Spirit itself bears witness, <clears throat> beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 1 John three twenty four says, He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given to us. Uh, <clears throat> so the, the Spirit bears witness within us that that uh, we are the children of God. He, he uh, brings assurance to our hearts uh, just as the dove brought assurance to Noah that the judgment was over. Uh, <clears throat> some typology of the ark, we see that the ark was provided by God graciously uh, for sinners and Jesus, of course, was graciously provided uh, by God for sinners. Ephesians, <clears throat> or Genesis 6, sorry, Genesis 6 Verse 13 and 14 says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark. And he goes on and does what we just read a second ago, tells him how to make it. He provides a way of escape. Uh, from the judgment that is to come, uh, we see that, of course, with Jesus in John three sixteen, provided by God, it says that uh, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Uh, what a great typology there! A uh, uh, parallel to see uh, that <clears throat> that the ark was provided by God, and Jesus was freely given by His Father to us. Uh, the ark was planned by God. Salvation in Christ. Uh, was also of course planned by God. We it, we see a meticulous plan in place when we read Genesis six. This is how it needs to be built. Uh, this is how and this is how high it needs to be. How long it needs to be. How many stories it needs to have. He gives them all of the details. God had a plan in this, uh, and so too God had planned the. Uh, the overall plan of redemption through Christ. Uh, we see that in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, where it says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. All the way before he created the world, he knew one day I'm going to send a savior, one day I'm going to send a redeemer to take, take away the sins of my people. <clears throat> and, uh, and so it was planned by God. Uh, what a what a wonderful thing! But also, the ark was the only way of salvation from the flood, just as Jesus is the only way uh, of salvation from hell. John 14, uh, Jesus says, "I am the way." Uh, he is the only way. And notice also uh, that there was only one door into the ark. Uh, when when it gives the instructions, it says, "This is the door." The, this is how you build the door. Uh, and I find it interesting that Jesus said, while on this earth, "I am the door." Uh, so just a parallel there, too, with the ark, there, that Christ is the door, and there was only one door uh, into the ark. <clears throat> uh, the, <clears throat> the call to come to the ark uh, was a limited-time offer. Uh, so, too, is the the offer of uh, salvation through Jesus a limited-time offer. In Genesis 7, 16, it says, And they that went in... Uh, went in, male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Uh, there was there was a point where the door shut and no one else could get in. Uh, it was a limited time offer to get inside the ark. And so too we know that because of Christ's coming and because of the fact that we're not here on this earth forever, uh, it's a limited time offer. We only have a short amount of time to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. Uh, the flood, it was unexpected, so is the coming of Christ unexpected. So a- after seeing really all of this typology, what does that mean for us is, is really what we, uh, it, I love studying things out like that and seeing the parallels. It's such an interesting thing. Uh, but every time we come to scripture, we've gotta know there's gotta be application for us. And so I wanna look at tonight uh, that uh, we can find some encouragement through these types of Christ, uh, but we can also find a challenge tonight uh, from, from these types. <clears throat> And uh, the things that I believe we can find tonight, uh, the first one is this. We can find rescue. We can find rescue. <clears throat> what I mean by this is we can find salvation. Uh, you look at this story and, uh, and how <clears throat> the people could find rescue from the flood. They could find salvation from the flood. Noah and his family were sa- saved or rescued from the wrath of God that was poured out upon the earth through the flood. Uh, go to Genesis chapter seven, just one chapter over, starting in verse 11. It says, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of Noah's sons of his sons with them into the ark. And then, if you uh, skip all the way to verse 23, it says, And every living substance was destroyed which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowl of, hev- of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth. And Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. So they found rescue, they found salvation from the flood. Uh, you read it there, it says, Literally every single thing was destroyed except for those things which were in the ark. Uh, they found rescue, they found salvation. And I think it's an amazing thing to see that God rescued uh, Noah and his family with the ark. But I want us to remember some things about the, sal- the f- salvation that was found in the ark and parallel with a uh, salvation found in Christ. And the first one that I, I, I'd want us to see is that we must each choose this salvation individually by faith. Uh, it's not a decision I can make for you. It's not a decision that you can make for me. You look at Noah, uh, I'm sure in his heart would have wanted to make the decision for every single one of his neighbors, every single person that he had preached to and saw the conviction on their face, but they just weren't quite convinced enough. And so they started mocking. You, you, you've got to know, uh, we've, we've got to just knowing the story and knowing that he was a preacher of righteousness and a righteous man. That he would have wanted to do this for them, to just throw the people into the ark to save them. And yet, it was an individual choice that each and every one of them had to make. Uh, even his sons, uh, they, they had to make the individual choice to come onto the ark with their father. And uh, and we too must make this decision of salvation in Jesus for ourselves. We can't do it for other people Uh each individual person must choose for themselves. But notice with me also that uh, the beautiful parallel of how being in the ark and being in Christ is a secure thing. We are secure in Christ. And uh, you may ask, well, Brother Micah, how do you see that? Well, uh, one thing I love, you know, being on staff now, and I've, I've had some, <clears throat> some come up to me and say this and just uh, other ministry friends who have had this happen, uh, but sometimes maybe you, you've had this in your own life where you don't really feel safe. You don't really feel saved. or for whatever reason, uh, some people we come across that time in our lives. And uh, I was reading, uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, D.L. Moody used to ask this question to people when they said they didn't feel saved. And so I just started asking it. And the question is this, was Noah safe in the ark? And of course, the answer that they always give is yes. And so then you ask, well, what made him safe, his feelings or the ark? What made him safe, his feelings or the ark? Uh, Noah and his family weren't safe from the judgment of God because they felt like they were safe from the judgment of God. They were safe because they were in the ark. Uh, And and at times, friends, you may not feel saved, but whether we are saved is not based upon if we feel saved. Whether we are saved or not is based upon if we are in Christ. Um, Our salvation isn't based upon feeling, it's based upon fact. It's not based upon uh, emotions. It's based upon evidence. You know? it's not, our, our rescue in Christ is not based upon perceptions, but based upon our position, uh, that, the fact that we are in Christ. Noah and his family were saved because they were in the ark, and we are saved because of our position in Christ. So the next time uh, maybe that the, the devil comes up and tries to deceive or tries to discourage you where you don't feel saved, uh, just, just say, no, I am in Christ. I am in Christ. I'm so glad, I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that our salvation doesn't hinge on what we do or say or what we feel. Uh, it's all based upon what Jesus has done. And if we are, uh, if we are in that position in Christ, uh, the Bible says no, no person can pluck uh, us out of the hand of the Father. You've got to know in that verse uh, uh, that no man can pluck me out means you can't pluck yourself out either. <laughs> it, we are secure in Christ. If that doesn't get you excited, I'm just telling you right now, nothing will. <laughs> there is, uh, a, a, that is an encouraging thing, that, that uh, we can find rescue in Christ just as they found rescue in the ark. But <clears throat> I want us to also notice that, uh, <clears throat> that we can find uh, refuge. We can find refuge. The parallel is definitely here that Noah and his family found refuge from the storm that was going on outside of the ark. Uh, <clears throat> even so, we can find refuge in Christ from the storms of this life. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time necessarily on this point. I really wanna get into the last point and look at that. Uh, but but uh, I just wanna go over really some verses that, that can solidify this. In 2 Samuel 22, 3, it says, The God of my rock... In Him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior, that uh, Thou savest me from violence. Psalm 99, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Psalm 57:1. be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in Thee. Yea, in the shadow of Thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Uh, and in Isaiah 25, 4, it says, Thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy uh, in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, uh, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. Uh, you, when we look at uh, this story, you have to know uh, this wasn't just uh, like a sprinkling until the, until the world uh, was completely flooded. You, you read the account, and it says the heavens opened up, waters were spewing out of the ground. I mean, it was just water from everywhere. And so in the ark, they, they would have been tossed to and fro uh, this entire time. They, the rains were falling hard, and, and the ark was uh, was going back and forth, and Noah and his family found refuge from the storm in the ark. And God desires for us to find refuge in him. Uh, uh, through all the storms of this life, we can find refuge in Him. We can trust in Him. But I love, uh, really, I, I love the story in that we can find these encouraging things. We can uh, find that we have a rescue, a salvation in Christ, and and that we have a refuge in Him, uh, just as they had a refuge in the Ark. Uh, but I want to, I want us to really hone in on now the last point, uh, which is more of a challenge, not so much. Uh, an encouragement. It is an encouragement to do something, uh, but it's more of a challenge. So notice lastly with me uh, that we can find responsibility. We can find responsibility. Um, We see in scripture that Noah was a preacher. And what that simply means, you look at the word preach, it means proclaim the word of God. It means to, uh, to really, if you look at the, the bare minimum definition, uh, I, I usually in kids' class scare people by doing this, but in kids' class I'll, I'll say, you really want to know what that word preach means? And then I'll get even quieter and say, you really want to know? what the word preach means, and then I'm not going to do it right now, but I'll just scream at the top of my lungs, hi! Like, just, just scare everyone. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure some kids uh, just jump out of their shoes when I do it, and it's, it's, a, it's a great thing. Uh, I, I want to do it one night uh, here. Have you ever noticed when you do that, the kids, they laugh. You do that... Like in the nursery, they laugh. You do that in like a nursing home. They don't laugh. They, they fall to the floor. Uh, but it's like opposites. We, we lose our humor as we get older. I don't know. That has nothing to do with the message. But we, uh, <clears throat> I do that with the kids where I yell, hey, that's what that word preach means. We're just pr- uh, proclaiming, getting it out there, screaming out loud. Uh, this is what the word of God says. And, and that's, what it says when it's, uh, that's what it means when it says that uh, Noah was a preacher. Uh, he was proclaiming God's word. He was telling people that judgment was coming and that they needed to come to the ark to be saved from this judgment. Uh, you think about really the entire thing, uh, the entire story and how the ungodly mocked him and how he would have uh, really just imagine it. And as he comes, uh, you, you've got to know that each and every day this would have been tiring, This would have been tiring to to go and work on the ark and to to build and build and to get it bigger and bigger and and for something in your eyes to finally be coming to fruition. And so you go out and you try to convince people, look, how how great this thing is that the Lord is having me build. It's going to save us from the storm, from the flood, from the rains that are coming, and yet no one answers and no one responds. And uh, and yet it doesn't deter uh, Noah. He just continues to preach. And he continues, just as we saw in chapter 6, that he just continues to do exactly what the Lord had him to do. He continues to build, and he continues to preach, uh, no matter what the responses were. Whether they were jeering, whether they had indifference, any of that, he simply continued to preach and proclaim God's word, that they needed to find salvation. In the ark, and I, I think the parallel is probably very evident to us tonight uh, that we should be proclaiming God's word. Uh, we should be telling people that judgment is coming, and that the wages for sin is death, and that they need to come to Jesus to be saved from this eternal punishment. No matter their response, uh, I think of. Not only Noah and how, uh, no matter the response, he continued to preach and he continued to build. I think of the parable that even Jesus told in Luke chapter 14, where the servant is told by his master to go and to uh, get uh, all of the people that were invited to come to the supper to come, and uh, they ha- all have excuses, and yet, even though they had excuses to not come when he went back to the master, the, the command didn't change. He said, Go to now these people and tell them to come. And he said, Lord, I went and there is still room. And he said, okay, the command hasn't changed. Go into the highways and hedges. And he tells them to go continuously far, uh, further out and find even more to come. And to, to, uh, the parallel is there that uh, they, would, they would be saved and have the blessings of God in his eternal kingdom. And, uh, and, and really, that's, that's the parallel that we should see in our lives, that no matter the, the jeering, the excuses that people give us, the indifference that comes, uh, all of no matter the response, uh, the command doesn't change for us. Our command is to go and to preach and to tell people uh, the word of God. We have a responsibility uh, to do so. Paul said it in 1 Timothy 1.11. He said, According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Uh, Paul understood and said here' something that each of us must understand. Uh, we have been entrusted with the gospel of Christ, and uh, it, it's been committed to our trust, and we must do something with it. We, um, we would all know the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. "Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Uh, and you know, we go in and it says, teaching them to observe uh, all things whatsoever I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. The Great Commission is something that should not be taken lightly. Uh, it's, it's been said this way, that Christ's last command should be our first priority. Well, why? Well, just as we saw earlier in the parallels the, uh, between the Ark and of Christ, uh, this is only a limited time offer. Uh, there, there are people each and every day, uh, that don't have much longer to live here on this earth. Uh, we don't have much longer to live here on this earth. James chapter four, he says, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a, va- uh, <clears throat> it is, uh, even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. It says that uh, our, our time here on earth is just so quick uh, that, that really we, we gotta know we do not have much time to tell people about the gospel, and they don't have much time to receive the gift of salvation, uh, not only with our short lives here on earth, but also that the coming of Christ is imminent. Uh, This is a limited time offer, and so we must take it seriously, the Great Commission, and tell people and proclaim the gospel. Noah had a responsibility to point people to the way of salvation, the ark, and we have a responsibility uh, to point people to the way of salvation, Jesus, and, uh, and I, I bring it all around uh, to really just say this. Uh, find encouragement in the fact that we have salvation in Christ. Just ponder that for a moment. Think about, we just came out of Easter and such a great celebration. And I, I, I still, I'm just overwhelmed at what the Lord did this past Sunday. It's just an amazing day. Uh, but, but think about all that we looked at, whether it was in the music and in the messages uh, that were preached in the videos, just the fact that Jesus died on the cross for you and for me. We sing about it tonight. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson saying, He washed it white as snow. Such an amazing and encouraging thing for us tonight. Uh, Ponder it don't let it get stale in your mind. Uh, keep it fresh. We have a rescue in Jesus. Uh, we have salvation in Jesus. And, uh, and when storms of life come, and when trials come, and when temptations come, he can be our refuge. He wants to be our refuge. Go to him and go under, as one of those verses we read, under the shadow of his wings. Find refuge in our uh, Savior. Uh, but but also, uh, not just find encouragement and comfort in the fact that you're saved or uh, the fact that uh, he is with us in times of trouble or in the storms, uh, but don't forget that we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to tell people about Christ. Uh, people need to know the encouragement that we've gone over tonight, that we have a salvation in him, and that we have refuge in him in times of trouble. People need to know that. People need it out there. There are people out there right now hurting and hurting and hurting, and and they need us to go and tell them. Uh, So tonight, let's all determine this. Let's say this. I will determine to tell others about the rescue and the refuge that is found in Christ. I will determine. I know it's my responsibility. I'm entrusted with the gospel to tell people about what they can find in Jesus Christ. The typology of Noah... He knew it was his responsibility to tell people there is refuge if you just come to the ark. There is rescue from this judgment if you just come to the ark. And we too need to go and say there is refuge in Jesus Christ and there is salvation in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just want to thank you for what a wonderful truth, Lord, that you have, you've done so much to save us and uh, Lord, to give us comfort in times of trouble. But Lord, we know that we have a responsibility to share that with other people. And God, we pray that you'd help us tonight uh, to not just hear from your word, but Lord, that we would apply this, that we would determine in our hearts, uh, Lord, exactly to do what you've called us to do. Uh, We pray that you would help us to not forget what you've done for us and uh, Lord, to share that with others. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you would like further information about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.